This is Andrew Faust, Permaculture Perspectives. I'm here in Vermont teaching a weekend course on permaculture for regional planning. And today I'm going to talk about how can we scale up permaculture. How can we begin to design a infrastructure and a food supply and energy supply and water systems that are truly restorative, regenerative, and increase our social capital and our natural capital simultaneously. What do these new infrastructures look like? How do we go about planning them, designing them, and teaching a good number of people here about who is it that needs this work? It's the American people. And it's future generations. The future generations that are going to inherit this earth are going to thank us for the work we do today to create these resilient, regionally based and adaptive ways of having a good life that are here readily available to us, simply in many cases waiting to be acknowledged and honored by our appreciation and attention. Meaning that as we tune in and turn on our awareness, we begin to recognize that there is, in fact, a vast amount of untapped energy on this planet. We don't need to go running around in automobiles, fueling them by all of these hazardous materials that took millions of years to be created deep within the Earth's core. We need to begin to recognize that there's abundant, free, and available energy here on the Earth in the form of sunlight and rainfall and the biology of life that is a very vigorous and powerful force that we seem to have completely looked over in its capacity to be the most reliable way to have a good ride as we rocket around the sun in outer space on this planet. And so thinking of scaling up permaculture, this means how do we on a watershed-by-watershed watershed basis begin to adaptively retrofit the present infrastructure, which is based upon long-distance transportation of goods and services, to an infrastructure that is actually suited to the watershed where a given population resides. And as we begin to frame our design objectives in this viewpoint of watershed by watershed basis, we will be able to address a fragmented phenomenon right now that we are challenged with from a planning perspective, which is the fact that these municipalities and government structures that define what is done with water and what is done with land use, these regulations of zoning and code are all specific to a 
division that makes no geographic sense in many instances and is arbitrarily drawn in terms of the lines that divide, say, Ulster County from Dutchess County and that divide Chester County from Berks County in Pennsylvania or that divide one town in the state of New York from another town. These dividing lines are not at all following watershed drainages and so when we want to start to have zoning, code, and land use patterns make sense in terms of water quality and coordinating what's happening in one municipality that affects another one that's lower down in the watershed means that we have to now retrofit the existing municipal regulatory model with a overlay that says first let's now consider how all of you municipal planning board leaders need to consider the fact that you share the Rondout River drainage as a connecting element that you need to design what you do with zoning to make sense in terms of where you are along the stem of that primary river that defines the geography of all the places where people live whether you're in the Connecticut River or the Susquehanna or the Hudson or the Delaware, we all generally have some relationship when we look at the towns and the counties to a drainage basin that needs to be thought of as the bottom line of good design. There's other designers who use phrases like basins of relations and we'll be looking at strategies of how do we take these design methodologies of permaculture like sink it, slow it, and spread it and apply them as a planning overlay to begin to make the flood events that occur far less severe and to increase the amount of opportunity that we have for real long-term intergenerational inheritances of primordial old growth ecologies that can now once again be allowed to thrive along the waterways of this countryside and allow the children of tomorrow to see what it means to play in an old growth forest as part of the experience that we bring back in our legacy of conservation easements, contiguous wildlife corridors, and riparian buffer reforestation projects that are multifunctional buffer zones, providing yields as well as eco-function and bicycle riding for people coming from the city and towns to be able to go along these waterways and work on agroecological farm complexes that provide city centers and towns with an abundance of yields. This is a vision that's going to take many generations but has a clear pattern to it that makes very understandable design sense that I'll be outlining further in future conversations and broadcasts that I'll be making. For now, this is a short podcast that I wanted to get out there while I'm out in the field here at Yestermorrow and teaching a class on this topic of regional planning, the only permaculture course in the country, in fact, in the world, 
that is on regional scale design applications of permaculture. And it's a unique curriculum that I've been innovating here with a colleague of mine, Lisa DePiano. And the two of us are very involved in transforming the applications of permaculture from backyard and garden as the sole realm into the urban planning, regional planning, and watershed-based models of economic development. So keep your eyes and ears out for some publications we'll be working on. Right now I'm in the midst of one with the Benjamin Center out of SUNY New Paltz, which is the center for regional planning, and they will be looking at the concept of a food shed for the Hudson River drainage that addresses food security, energy security, and improves water quality and water security for future generations. So enjoyed sharing some of these thoughts with you, and stay listening, and send me any questions or themes that you might like me to get into in future broadcasts, and we'll be sure to get to them. Thank you, and have a good day on planet Earth.